Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Um, UAW has expanded their strike. Obviously, we're four weeks into this now. How concerned is the White House about getting a resolution and potential economic impact? So, look, we're going to monitor this very, very closely, uh, the situation, certainly the economic uh, impacts. But, look, the president has says, says this all the time. You hear me say this all the time. We respect unions, their right to use their option uh, for collective bargaining. We believe that works uh, when both sides come together and negotiate uh, and come together in this, in this, in this instance, there are multiple sides, uh, and um, and you know, and come together in good faith uh, to get a win-win agreement, and that's what we want to continue to see. We're not going to talk about specific tactics uh, or the specifics in, in negotiations, uh, but uh, certainly we're going to mo- we're going to continue to monitor. You've got the strike now in Louisville from United Auto Workers. Another nine thousand, give or take. Walking out of the Ford plant, only Ford in this case. Going after creation of the Expedition and the Super Duty trucks. I don't know where this ends because it doesn't seem like the strike is getting them anywhere. We're a month in, in these smaller plants. I shouldn't say smaller plants, in these smaller doses. Remember what they did. What the UAW did here is different than what they've done in, in the past. Instead of just saying, you know what, we're going to all walk out of Stellantis, formerly Fiat Chrysler, or all walk out of General Motors. They went after everybody. It was a little bit here and a little bit there. And then it was a little bit more and a little bit more. And then it was the distribution, the parts uh, strike. Won't be able to get parts at your uh, local dealership. Then you went after Ford directly. Now, some plants are also... Uh, doing some levels of, of, of layoffs because, well, they're not uh, doing as much work, so therefore they can't have as many people. Company's going to figure out how to survive. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. 833-THAT'S THE NUMBER. Find the podcast wherever you find your favorite podcast. You should do that immediately, if not sooner. But I don't know where the win is. I have not seen anything that makes me say, oh, yeah, the big three are going to come to the table and they're going to give on this, this, and this. Part of me thinks that the big three for General Motors Stellantis is far closer to the idea of saying, you know what? We'll lock you out. Goodbye. Now let's really do some negotiating. Because I think that uh, Sean Fain, who heads up the UAW, is a world-class jerk. World-class. I mean, a terrible, terrible guy. He was wearing a shirt the other day that says, eat the rich. What the hell's the point of that? Why would you do that? doesn't make any sense. From a PR standpoint, you want people on your side. You want to apply as much pressure as you can on the big three to get the money for the rank and file. Turns out Sean Fain really, really, really likes a television camera. Loves a television camera. Loves it. 
That doesn't mean that it's good for. Doesn't mean it's 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 good for the rank and file because they just want to get paid. They don't care if he's famous. They don't. Now, of course, the focus is on the war in Israel after the attack by the terrorist organization Hamas, murdering twelve hundred. I think that's where the number is right now. There's a question of U.S. response. You're moving the USS Gerald Ford Carrier Group uh, into the area, possibly the USS Dwight D. Eisenhower, which is set, uh, set to set sail starting Friday for the Mediterranean. Questions about how Iran is going to act. The, the day of resistance that is scheduled for tomorrow, Lord only knows. Me, I'll be armed and ready, and I'm going to enjoy my day. Probably have a cigar, maybe two, maybe three. Don't you judge me! But there are other things going on, like that Senator Bob Menendez has been hit with additional criminal charges. Of course, Corinne Jean-Pierre, uh, she is the Colonel Clink of, of having any information. Uh, is the president okay with having a lawmaker who's accused of conspiring to act as an agent of a foreign government remain as a member of Congress? The Admiral was just asked this question. I just don't have anything to say beyond what he shared. Was it referring to Bob Menendez's No, I know. And he was literally just asked this question. I'm just not going to say any more to what he just added. Bob Menendez, a superseding indictment that came out, conspiring to act as a foreign agent for Egypt's government. Now, you and I have discussed the very concepts of a two-tier justice system. You and I have discussed in depth how this Justice Department has acted, has treated the political right. The kid gloves by which they have treated Hunter Biden. And then you look at this indictment and everyone says, see, it's not a two-tier justice system. Allow me, just for a moment. First, yeah, it is. Second, Do you know how much information they have to have? The level of, I don't know how we hide this. The level of, well, look, uh, we'll bring the indictment. And if he's a sacrificial lamb, I mean, we've already indicted him once before. He got off the hook, hung jury, lucky guy. He was hanging out with the doctor, getting all the sweet deals and maybe getting a little cash pay for play. this This one will sink him and then we'll be able to say, look at how good we are, whatever. Gold bars. Does anybody think that Bob Menendez is in the kind of shape where he could lift a gold bar? How about the fact that his wife was involved in an auto accident where someone was killed and a cop who was, I think, the top cop at the time in New Jersey, where he's a senator, took her home. Oh, no, no, helped her get out of there. Dude, look, there, there there are favors given to the powerful. I I agree. I agree that it happens and it's wrong, by the way. Totally, totally wrong. But you know that happens. And yes, yes, by the way, it, 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 does the Democratic Party look at it differently if the wife kills somebody or only if the senator kills somebody? Right. If you kill somebody in a car accident, let's like say you just leave her to, to drown and die, um, they reelect you in the state of, let's say, Massachusetts, and then uh, they consider you a hero and they lionize you. I don't know if that's true of Jersey, 
If Menendez had done it, would he be now safe? I don't know. It's hard to keep up with their rules. The cash, the gold bars. He was creating deals with these three Egyptian businessmen. And now a superseding indictment of conspiring to act as a foreign agent for Egypt's government. Damn. That is bad. Didn't didn't Hunter forget to register as a foreign agent? I'm just I'm 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 just asking for a friend if it was if it was um if it was Hunter who who didn't register as a foreign agent. Um huh. I don't I don't know what's going to happen there either. But no, no two-tier justice system. I, A, say there is. I, uh, B, say the evidence must be beyond overwhelming. There may be a sacrificial lamb uh, conversation here. But most importantly, you commit the crime, you got to deal with it. Notice I've never said that you can't indict Donald Trump. I've said the indictments are insane based on what it is that is being described. The idea that Trump is guilty for having classified documents, which I disapprove of, by the way. But Joe Biden wouldn't be guilty as well. And Trump at least can engage the defense of I was president. I can declassify anything I want. The people who say he can't, I don't understand those people. There's a process and the president didn't go through the... He's the president. End of list. The buck actually stops with him. Now, If you then wanted to charge him with a high crime or misdemeanor, which would be impeachment, which you did twice and didn't remove him twice, what do you want to do now? But here, this seems to be really, really bad for Bob. And the push is on for him to resign. Remember, they don't lose anything if he resigns. Doesn't lose anything if he resigns. He can resign, and, and uh, Pat, uh, Phil Murphy, the governor, will put in a Democrat, and, and everything will be fine for the, for the party. So that's why the push is on. I got to assume it's sooner rather than later. This is another, it's a bad, bad place for Bob Menendez to be. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today. Of all the universities that have been having this backtracking issue... There's also a conversation about how university presidents have gone about engaging the terrorist attacks on Israel. There's a real gross thing that has been taking place. Tony Katz. Tony Katz. Today, find everything at TonyKatz.com. Where you have the student groups that are blaming Israel for a Hamas terrorist organization murdering 1,200, raping women and setting them on fire. Setting babies on fire. Blaming Israel. And these groups are now getting backlash. People saying, we're not going to hire them. I want to know everybody who's in this group. Everyone who signed to this letter. Oh, no, no. Rescinding job offers. All sorts of things. We should note that the people coming out of our law schools, a great number of them are terrible. They're not interested in law. They're interested in a progressive ideology. Sadly, this is also happening in medical schools. This is going to get people killed. You see, the lawyers of today, uh, far too many of them don't actually believe in free speech. 
They don't believe in the Bill of Rights. That is problem enough. Don't get me wrong. The doctors are going to give you care based on whether or not you respect indigenous peoples enough and people are going to die. But there's also a thing happening regarding the the university presidents. I'm going to take the state of Indiana for a, a, a moment. Indiana University... IU Bloomington, where we are heard on WGCL. Pam Witten is the president there. Pamela Witten put out a statement. IU is heartbroken over the horrific violence that has occurred over the past few days. With heartfelt empathy and compassion, we stand ready to provide comprehensive counseling and support services to assist our students, faculty and staff affected by these attacks, especially those who may have family or friends in the region. Let us continue IU's long-held tradition as a caring community that supports one another through challenging times. You're correct. That is not a statement. That's not a statement at all and in any way. That does not... The horrific violence? You mean the terrorist attack on Israel, Pam Witten? Why would you write it like this? Well, that was October 10th. Someone just sent me this from IU President Pam Witten. As our campuses go into fall break over the next several days, I ask that we give heartfelt thoughts to the Jewish members of our IU family. I have reflected on the events of this past week and have had many conversations with the IU community. I continue to be heartbroken by the terrorist attack on the people of Israel. Let there be no ambiguity. Israel has suffered grievous atrocities at the hands of Hamas terrorists. Somebody or somebody's got a hold of her and said, are you out of your mind? Which means that Pam Witten, at the first of her own accord, didn't want to call Hamas a terrorist organization. She thought it would inflame uh, uh, people, inflame passions. It would get people riled up. It would be considered bigoted. President Witten, are you in charge or are the students in charge? Don't tell me about their feelings. Why not tell them the truth? Why not set, as we were discussing earlier, that moral clarity and that moral standard? Should I be happy that you wrote this part too? Or should I recognize that it took you this many days to figure out that this was a terrorist attack And babies were burned alive. Maybe I should just be grateful. Maybe I should just show grace. It's hard. I'm with you. Man, that's a tough one to do right now. That's a tough one to do right now, kitten. It sure is. And there have been really bad statements. But this is from the University of Indianapolis. Small school, nice school. Uh, Dr. Matt Will is a professor at the University of Indianapolis. Um, uh, Really, I I think they have a great opportunity to be something terrific. This is from their president. I believe I pronounce her name, Dr. Tanusha Singh. Dear campus community, over the last several days, we have witnessed extreme violence, tragic loss of life, and unimaginable destruction in Israel and Gaza. We share a grave concern at the escalating conflict across the region. Our hearts, uh, 
Wright, Dr. Singh, president of University of Indianapolis. Our hearts are saddened for all those in harm's way as well as those who have been indirectly affected by these tragedies. The still unfolding tragedy serves as a harsh reminder of the armed conflicts taking place around the world and the countless lives being affected daily. We also have faculty, staff, and student connections to many of those affected. We at UIndy unequivocally denounce violence and terrorism in all its forms. May I say, Dr. Singh, Hamas is a terrorist organization that murdered 1,200 Israelis and others. What are you doing here? In these challenging times, she writes, or Dr. Singh writes, I should say, we must recommit ourselves to coming together and treat each other with compassion and kindness. We take great comfort in knowing that our community is diverse and inclusive. We have differing opinions and ideologies, but they must always be grounded in our collective humanity and respect for each other. We believe that a respectful dialogue allows for difficult conversations as our community members strive to understand complex problems facing this world. What are you even saying? Dear students, Hamas is a terrorist organization that just murdered 1,200 Israelis because their charter states and their express goal that they believe in their souls is to kill all the Jews, push them into the sea, and make sure that not a Jew exists on planet Earth. That's pretty blank and gross. We're not down for that at University of Indianapolis. And if you are, go to University of Wisconsin-Madison. That's a statement, President Singh. Not this. Not this gobbledygook where you let everybody know where the student counseling center is and all the resources that are available to them. I respectfully ask that in these difficult times, we commit to upholding our most cherished values of compassion and understanding, an open mind, a willingness to learn, a willingness to listen, as it is written by Dr. Singh, and a fundamental belief in the unity of humankind will go a long way in helping to navigate these challenges. You are so detached from reality, it blows the mind. This is despicable. This is despicable. Hamas is a terrorist organization that murdered 1,200. Israel was attacked. But that's not what you said. The people at University of Indianapolis have two choices. Act like nothing happened, or let your president know that You have missed the mark here in a very large way. I believe, uh, speaking of Indiana, that the president of Butler did as well. And I uh, believe here in the state of Indiana that Pam Witten did as well. Yes, we have this new statement from President Witten. It is clear. Let there be no ambiguity. Israel has suffered grievous atrocities at the hands of Hamas terrorists. Now, I'm going to say, for, for just the sake of clarity, I believe she, that she wrote the first one. I'm not quite sure who helped her write the second one. Maybe I should just be thankful that she wrote it. Maybe, again, I need to show some grace. That is hard to do right now. But let statements like this inform your decisions about whether or not you send your kids to school there. Any of these places. Let it be a guide. Because school presidents that cannot engage moral clarity from the word go, how exactly could that school teach your children? It's a question you need to ask. This is Tony Katz today. 
We don't have a speaker. Yeah, I'm living my life pretty well, too. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833-468-8669-833. Got Tony. That is the number. That's how you get to be a part of the show. Find everything at TonyKatz.com and the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, it was uh, Scalise in the closed-door meeting. Republicans said it's going to be Scalise. And then Congressman Thomas Massey said, uh, I'm, I'm not voting for Steve Scalise. And then Congressman Chip Roy said, I am not voting for uh, Steve Scalise. And then Congresswoman Lauren Boebert said, I'm voting for Jim Jordan. By the way, does anybody want to go to a movie? I'm so in love with that joke. I'm so glad I thought of it first. Doesn't matter where you hear it, that's mine. That is mine, and you're going to hear somebody on some video or some of the radio show or somewhere use that joke. That belongs to me. Copyright TK, all rights reserved. Thank you very much, Cleveland. Good night. By the way, why aren't we on in Cleveland? We should be on in Cleveland so I can use that too. That'd be great. So they decided uh, the other day not to not to hold the vote. And then they were going to get to it today. And then they decided... Not to hold a vote. So what exactly is going on here? And I love that Congressman Andre Carson. (laughs) He puts out the congressman from Indianapolis. Another day without a speaker. Another day closer to a government shutdown. Another day delaying our efforts to deliver for the American people. Once again, I urge my colleagues to put politics aside so Congress can get back to work. As I responded to him, another day without a condemnation of Hamas from Representative Andre Carson. Guy won't condemn Hamas. Won't call Hamas a terrorist organization. Won't blame Hamas. It's Israel's two-tier justice system that's the problem. Good Lord, Indianapolis can do better. And those areas of, of Michigan can do better with Rashida Tlaib and in Minnesota with Ilhan Omar. But what are the odds? What are the odds any of these people actually get voted out? Meanwhile, we don't have a speaker. We don't have a speaker. Now, maybe they just want to avoid the mudsling and the fist fights and the everything else. And so they'll keep trying to do it behind closed doors. So when they bring it uh, to a congressional vote, They'll be able to be one and done, one vote, done, whoever it is they select. But it's weird because they picked in, in, in the closed door, they picked Steve Scalise, the congressman from Louisiana. 113 votes. Jim Jordan, congressman from Ohio, got 99 votes. I was like, okay, that's what the conference said. That's what we're going to do. And then Steve Scalise is like, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. My first order is going to be this. And then Steve Scalise learned. <laughs> You don't have the votes. You don't have the votes. <laughs> You're gonna need congressional approval, and you don't have the votes. Nope. Doesn't have. Does not have the votes. We will watch and we will see. In the meantime, there was a story about Michigan. And Michigan is the the kind of place that makes you wonder, what exactly moves these voters? Rashida Tlaib, Gretchen Whitmer, what are you you doing? By the way, some of the scenes out of Dearborn, where they have a very, very large Middle Eastern Muslim population supporting the, the, the death of Israelis and others, I mean, 
just disgusting. Disgusting. Of course you should be ashamed of yourself. Of course you should be. So when we talk about backlash, we see it towards these college students on college students on campus. I wonder what the backlash is going to be towards Dearborn. It should not be physical. But it should be said, what a despicable thing to say. When the Islamic Society of North America, which is based in Plainfield, Indiana, blames Israel, they should be told, not just by me, so far the only person to say so in a public forum that I know of in the state of Indiana, what a despicable thing to say. This is untrue. Stop supporting terrorists. You want to talk about people in Gaza, their life would be better without Hamas. That's obvious. So why don't we go about making this happen? And it would be better without the mullahs, the hardliners, and the clerics, and the Ayatollah in Iran. It would be better. That's an argument. Israel deserved it. Israel's an apartheid state. Israel two-tiered justice. It's understandable what Hamas did. No, it's not. You're just wrong, and it's disgusting. Why aren't more people saying that? How come they're not getting the pushback? Could it be fear? See, the college students are easy to push back on. Push back on Dearborn? Push back on the Islamic Society of North America? Push back on the Council of American Islamic Relations? Why are you supporting Hamas? People? I understand people. We can have a disagreement about policy. You're supporting the terrorism. That's weird. Why are you weird? Why are you weird? It's gross. You should be shamed for it. And it should come from Governor Eric Holcomb. And it should come from the General Assembly. By the way, has anybody asked the Democrats where they are on this? With the bigotry in their own party? The Jew haters in their own party? Has anybody asked the Democratic leader in the House, Phil Giaquinta, where are you on this? Anyone? Has anybody asked Governor Holcomb, who, you know, in statements, of, of course, he has been very clear, but how about what has been said in your own backyard? What about what has been said from the Islamic Society of North America based in Plainfield? This is an ugly statement you put out. This is not factual. What are you doing? We expect better from our neighbors. Why can't that be said? Why isn't that being said? Why am I the only one saying it? And for the record, I'm very used to being the only guy saying something. Very used to it. And as we have learned, when we are the only people saying something, we more often than not turn out to be right. Go back to Michigan. A funny thing happened. There was a bit of polling of uh, Trump versus Biden. And Trump was ahead of Biden in Michigan by seven. And I said, oh, well, that's interesting. Let's check out the latest polling on the national side. Here's how it plays nationally. The real clear politics average looking at one, two, three, four, five, ten. The last ten polls. Trump 58, DeSantis 13, Haley 7. Trump is up by 45. 45. Damn, yo. That is something.
Trump 58, DeSantis 13, Haley 7, Ramaswamy 6, Pence 3.5, Christie 2.6, Tim Scott 2.3, Doug Burgum 0.7. Which means right now, based on the Real Clear Politics average, Pence, Christie, Scott, and Burgum will not be on the debate stage on November 8th in Miami. Which, there better be a debate. Because if Rhoda McDaniel cancels the debate, I mean, she should already be fired, so it's not like she should be more fired. It's like double secret probation. I mean, she might as well just say she's working for Trump at that level. By the way, I I, I keep saying by the way. I gotta stop saying by the way. Uh, some people asked me about this, and I talked about it on my morning show. I haven't gotten to it uh, today. Trump talking about Hezbollah. I don't know if you heard this. Or, or, or not. Listen. And then two nights ago, I read all of Biden's security people. Can you imagine national defense people? And they said, gee, I hope Hezbollah doesn't attack from the north because that's the most vulnerable spot. I said, wait a minute. You know, Hezbollah is very smart. They're all very smart. The press doesn't like when they say it. You know, I said that President Xi of China, 1.4 billion people, he controls it with an iron fist. I said, he's a very smart man. They killed me the next day. I said he was smart. What am I going to say? But Hezbollah, they're very smart. And they have a national defense minister or somebody saying, I hope Hezbollah doesn't attack us from the north. So the following morning they attacked. They might not have been doing it, but if you listen to this jerk, you would attack from the north because he said that's our weak spot. Now, some people ask, is he really calling Hezbollah smart? I, I I don't think that's what he's saying, like he's idolizing them. But rather, the, these terrorists have a level of sophistication. They have shown capability. What I found so weird about this statement is, who doesn't know that Israel can be attacked from the north? You think because a general said something, all of a sudden three guys in Hezbollah said, Holy cow, we didn't think of that. Somebody get the boss. We have such a good idea. Does Trump really think that? Because if he does, he's dumb as a stump. The whole comment is ridiculous because the people who are angry with him calling Hezbollah smart are being, are being I think, foolhardy when the larger context is his entire argument undercuts his entire argument. You really think if Hezbollah is so smart, they needed some general to say we're vulnerable from the north? It is quite literally some of the most ridiculous commentary I've ever heard. Ridiculous. And if you want to argue that it doesn't help Trump, of course it doesn't help Trump. It's Trump talking out his butt. It's ridiculous stuff. Ridiculous. And the polling doesn't show it at all. (laughs) The polling doesn't show it in the slightest holy cow trump's at 59 in the fox news poll 58 in the messenger harris x poll 61 in the morning consult poll what's interesting is that desantis is in the teens in all of those haley hits 10 points in the fox news poll but that's national let's go to where the things get decided And that's Iowa, which has not had a poll since that poll that ended September 24th. 
that has Trump 51, DeSantis 21. What I want you to keep an eye on, if we're if you're going to believe any polls whatsoever, okay. I want you to keep an eye on trend. If I go back five to the Iowa State poll at the beginning of September, Trump was plus 37, in the next poll plus 35, in the next poll plus 33, in the next poll plus 31, and in that CBS poll ending September 24th, so it went from September 2nd to September 24th, he's plus 30. That's a downward trend. Does that continue? Because if I am running for president, certainly the national polls matter to be on the debate stage. But Iowa matters because that's where you need to win, place, or show. The last poll in New Hampshire is the USA Today Suffolk poll that has Trump 49, Haley 19, DeSantis 10, Christie 6. That's again a plus 30 for, for Trump, but he has been at the beginning of, uh, or the middle of September, he was only at a plus 26. So you can argue he did better. Trend. Nothing is affecting the polling. For the people who are DeSantis supporters and others, they look at that and say that's proof that it doesn't matter. It does not matter. The the polling is inconsequential because it's not delivering reality. All right, go with that. See how it works. I wish you the best. By the way, we should be clear. I'm actually a believer in that. It's just a very hard thing to sell. I don't buy it. I don't buy Trump up 30. But the numbers say it. I hear you. I report on it. I'm like, this is amazing and incredible. And then when the day is done, I put my head on the pillow. I have finished my last cigar. I have sipped my last bourbon. I say, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Now, I leave open the following theory. And this theory might blow your mind. It might blow your brain right outside your skull. I could be wrong. My God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? What's going on? Holy crap, I am freaking out. I could be wrong. Which is why I say bring on Iowa. Trump can utilize these numbers to his heart's content. He is not wrong to do so. The other candidates can disregard all they want. They are entitled to do so. You can do with it what you will. The numbers are the numbers. Trends are trends, and I share it all. But if you ask me if I believe it, not a shot. Not a shot. That said, I could be wrong. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today. Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida has signed an executive order authorizing planes 
to be sent to Israel to rescue stranded Floridians and deliver supplies. There will be planes that are sent to pick these Americans up. George Mason University, the pro-Palestine, feel the air quote, students gathering in an emergency protest supporting the resistance and ending the occupation. Yep. They support the beheading of children. They support the burning of women alive after raping them. That's them. But if you want the maybe the most insane thing I've heard all day, no, it's not the most insane. It's just unbelievable that it got said with a straight face. Senator John Fetterman on Colbert's show, late night show, proving that Colbert doesn't care about being funny. Fetterman in the hoodie and the shorts, he's a senator, and he said this with a kind of straight face. You all should need to know that America is not sending their best and brightest, you know, to Washington, D.C. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> Hoodie shorts said that. We're not sending our best and brightest to D.C. Senator Fetterman, we know. We are. We're more aware than you. And by the way, it's very possible. We're also more aware than you. But I think it's good of Stephen Colbert to take advantage of a man. That's always a, that's always a treat. Find everything at TonyCats.com. Come join us tomorrow, everyone. Take care.